Entrepreneur on Fire 785. If you don't have pictures or stories of you on your site, I think you're hiding. If you don't dare to get on camera and speak directly to your customers, I think you're hiding. Failures, aha moments, I've made it moments, and the lightning round, seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Make a great impression with the help of 99designs. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a power pack upgrade for free. And in honor of my birthday week, December 16th, 99designs is giving you an extra $30 off. All you have to do is launch your contest this week. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50 plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Light that spark, Fire Nation. John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, Shane Stott. Shane, are you prepared to ignite? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Shane is the CEO of Walker Tape Co. and the co-founder of Zenflow Co. He's an inventor at heart and has revolutionized both of his industries. His inventions have been featured on ABC, MSN, and Yahoo. He is an active industry expert producing webinars, interviews, and how-to videos. Shane, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight, so share more about you personally, then expand upon the biz. Yeah, yeah. Personally, uh, I live in Utah with my wife, Jamie. We have a couple dogs and life is good. I think uh, some of the funnest part about my life right now is my two businesses are taking off. Um, So the first thing I do is I work at a family business named Walker Tape Company. It was started by my grandfather in 1985 and we manufacture skin safe tapes for wigs and hair extensions. It's a weird niche and a lot of people are like, what do you do? And I'm like, Dude, it's an awesome business. It's worldwide, B2B. It's where I got the majority of my experience, knowledge, network. So it was just such a powerful piece of my career life. Now, the second thing I do, this started this year, is I started a company making float tanks. You ever heard of float tanks? I did a little research on your website, so I've seen them. Cool. So we we launched April, May-ish. I'm trying to remember the exact day, but we did 300000 in our first month. And it was just so igniting for me. It just lit me on fire. And it really, it was just one of those life-changing events in my life. If you're curious about float tanks, I'm going to explain a little bit. Yeah. But you can visit floatathome.com and you can see our Kickstarter. But a float tank, essentially, you hop in a tank that is filled with water. You lay down and you can't hear or see anything. It's totally covered. The water and air are the same temperature as your skin. And the next thing you know, you're just a mind in space. And it's such a powerful tool for relaxing, thinking, meditating, you name it. And it's just this new wave that's kind of hitting society. It's really cool. I'd recommend you check it out if you're curious at all. Yeah, and I will say that, especially in the entrepreneurship area, meditation is becoming so huge because our minds, Shane, they just never stop. You know, as entrepreneurs, we're always thinking about that next thing. You know, our minds fill with a million different things. We never kind of just take a step back and just kind of breathe. And, you know, something that I've been doing now, I'm actually on day four, of a 10-day challenge is Headspace, where I sit down for 10 minutes. It's just an, a great free app. And I listen to Headspace. And it's really a fascinating 10 minutes of, you know, really just kind of an interactive meditation. And it's kind of one of my first forays into it. But, you know, I've been hearing so many great things about it. 
And so you just kind of sharing, you know, that people use a float tank to meditate. I can just see that too. Because, you know, here I am sitting, you know, I'm kind of feeling like a little, my toes are cold, you know, like I'm hearing cars whizzing by. I'm like, oh, it'd be pretty cool if I could have like just this kind of out of mind, out of body experience. So I'm, I'm excited to chat about uh, to chat about that, Shane. And we're definitely going to in a little bit here. But before we do, we always start with a success quote. So take it away. Cool. So my success quote is very important to me. And I, I have it on a little magnet on my fridge. I try and live by it every day. And it's just the answer to my personal achievement. So the quote is, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. And it's by the famous author, Neil Walsh. Now, this quote will make more sense as I go on through my story. But I just really want the listeners to think about how fear could be holding you back in your business. Because so, I had fears that were holding me back where I wasn't getting out of my comfort zone. I didn't want to step out and be the face of my business. I didn't want to get on video, use my own pictures, tell my own stories. And I just didn't put myself out there when I was first beginning because it is scary. You don't really know how the world's going to take you. But if people would just step out of their unknown and get out from behind the logo and the company name and the brand and just lead their business, be the person that your customers need guidance from, I think it's huge. And it just ties in with my quote of getting out of your comfort zone. It's just so big for me. Life begins at the end of your comfort zone. I love that. And it kind of actually makes me think of a great image, Shane, that I've seen a number of times where it's like this big circle and inside the circle it just says your comfort zone and then a little dot outside the circle that says where all the magic happens. Oh, isn't that <laughs> accurate? It's so accurate. So good. And Fire Nation, you know, just kind of really think about that. You know, think about the last time you achieved something amazing. You know, I'm sure it was a little bit out of your comfort zone, probably a lot. Oh, without a doubt. And Shane, what I really want to do now is take the spotlight of this interview and really turn it to your journey specifically. That's what kind of makes Entrepreneur on Fire a unique podcast is we really analyze the stories in your journey. You know, not just what you're crushing right now. We're going to get to that. But first off, tell us of a time that you failed. Shane, tell us that story. Take us to that moment in time. One of my failure stories was I had created a website called healingcharts.com. And it was a tool I made because at the time I was battling anxiety and depression. And I was keeping it so secret because I felt like it was uh, it was just embarrassing. And it was almost like there's a stigma out there when you're dealing with mental issues. But anyway, I created this website, healingcharts.com. And I was using this tool where I was tracking my exercise, my eating, my sleep, everything I was doing. And this tool was really cool. But at the time in my career or in what I knew about business, I wasn't stepping out there and being the guy. So I wasn't saying, hey, you know, this is why I have the tool. This is why I made it. This is why it's awesome. I was just, I built a logo and I built like videos out of stock photography and I, it, nothing was me and there was no heart, no story, no person to connect with, no reason to use the site. So as I was pushing the site, people weren't really taking to it. And I really feel like it was the reason the site never took off because now that I'm fully involved in my businesses, I'm the face of my businesses, I see that people needed me to connect. So the lesson I learned from that failure was if, if you're going to be in business, just be the face of your business. Like I said, people just want to connect with you. They want to see your heart. They want to feel it. They want to know why you're doing it, why it's so important to you. And that's such a driving force behind business. So that, that would be my failure and kind of what I learned. Well, it's so true. And, you know, Fire Nation, what I kind of want you to be absorbing here is the reality that, listen, when people are connecting with a website, one of the first things they're going to do 
is go to the About Me page because they want to learn about the person behind that website. You know, they want to see hopefully a video or, you know, or maybe just something with images of the actual person that's behind that because we connect with people. And that's why, Shane, whenever I'm, you know, mentoring people about podcasting, I say, you need to have as a podcast host an episode 000, your About Me episode, where it's just you on a microphone, just being open, just being say, hey, I'm the host. This is what the podcast is going to be about. This is my mission. This is my vision. This is my goal. Because a lot of people will just have an interview-based podcast and, you know, the, the listeners will never really get to know the host, you know, as much as they get to know each individual guest that's coming on. So really powerful takeaway. Oh, yeah. When you, I feel like when you know the host or the person behind the brand, you trust them and, and everything they bring you, is it just means more. You got to have your heart in it. Got to have your heart in it. And Shane, I love that takeaway and I kind of love the theme that we're already building up kind of around this interview, you know, which is authenticity, being transparent, you know, just being out there and, and being just open and honest and genuine with everybody that you're dealing with, with your business. So let's tell another story now. And this one's going to be on the other end of the spectrum. It's going to be an epiphany or an aha moment or a light bulb that went off at some point in your journey. So take us to that story, Shane, when you had this great idea for something along your journey. And let's really do a deep dive into you know how you turned just that little idea into a lot of success. When I had the anxiety and depression, it totally consumed my life. I was on I was just hell-bent on finding ways to make it better. But I had found some random video on the internet about floating. And basically, I was looking for easier ways to meditate. And I stumbled on this guy, and he's, it, was, uh, it was Joe Rogan, and he had a video out. And he was explaining, oh, you know, floating is this easy way to meditate and become more calm and peaceful. And I, I saw this video, and it inspired me so much that I watched it just day after day after day, over and over and over and over. And I decided there wasn't any float tanks in my area. So I said, screw it. I'm just going to build a float tank in my basement. I don't, I know this is the answer for me. So this small idea, I just decided, you know, I'm going to build a tank. I went to Home Depot. I built the whole thing from scratch and I documented the whole process. And this small idea started turning into this thing in my basement. And I was, as I was building it, I was actually putting the content online. I'm like, Hey people, if there's anyone out there like me, this is what I'm doing. And all of a sudden people started popping out of the woodwork to my site and they saw that there's this guy building a tank and he's, he's going through this sort of stuff. And I connected with people and I really started to just realize that, like I said, it's, they needed me to connect with and they needed to see my heart. And even though I wasn't good on video, they still knew that I was real and this is really happening in my basement. And this thing turned into a, a pretty sweet little site where I sold plans and helped people make tanks. And then lo and behold, I ended up meeting a person uh, named William. And he's like, hey, I got this big idea. What do you think about building tanks out of canvas? And I'm like, canvas? That is the magic answer. And then it started a whole giant business. So small ideas and following where your heart goes or where, where you need help. There's other people in the world that need the same help and guidance or possibly products too. So I hope that addressed the question, but... In a major, major way, Shane. And what I love that you said there that I think is so powerful for so many of our listeners is, you know, even though I wasn't good on video, 
you know, they saw that I was me, that I was a person and they connected with that. And, you know, I share all the time, Shane, how horrible I was on a microphone when I first started Entrepreneur on Fire. I mean, and it's still there, just like I'm sure your videos are probably still out there. But, you know, my first 50 episodes are cringeworthy. You know, I came from the military. You know, I can't, I didn't have any background in broadcasting. I was really, really bad. But, yeah. and here's another quote that I think you probably resonate with, Shane. If you want to be, do. I wanted to be a podcaster. The only way for me to do that was to actually be a podcaster. You wanted to, you know, create a float tank. The only way to create a float tank was to actually create that float tank, was to actually sit there and do it day after day and put it out there in the world. And, you know, I love to quote Gandhi too here, where he just is all about being the change that you wanted to see in the world. I mean, there are no float tanks around you. So what'd you do? You went to Home Depot and you made stuff happened. So uh, that's my big takeaway, Shane. I'd love for you to kind of just ugh, really just pull out that one thing that you want our listeners to walk away with. When you are running your business, if you're running your business and typing your email from the Johnson Tape Company, from, you know, this logo or this brand or from when 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 everything is from when you're hiding behind a corporate identity, I just feel like you're not fully out there doing business like people should be doing business, especially the listeners to Entrepreneur on Fire. It's like you need to step out and be the guy. So even though you may think you're not hiding, if you're not fully out there, if you're not fully the face, if you're not doing videos, if you're not stretching your comfort zone, your business is lacking, you're holding back. And it's, I believe, the reason you wouldn't be growing as fast as you could. So Shane, let's talk about another story. This one's going to be a moment in your journey that you would tag as the proudest entrepreneurial moment. Yes. Yeah, so the, my proudest entrepreneurial moment happened this year and it was the Kickstarter. So I need to kind of explain some of the insecurity I had going into it. So my insecurity was I stepped in to a family business and I say stepped in, but I, I'm not doing myself justice. I hopped in and I had to be a production worker and I had to earn my stripes, pay my dues, and it took years for me to climb into management at the family business Walker Tape Company. Um, and even though I knew I was contributing, I knew I was just an information junkie. I knew I put in hours and I knew I, I knew I was contributing so much, but I had an insecurity of, well, am I here just, you know, because I have that last name or because I'm family? And so I had to... How would I put it? I pursued my also my passion business, which was float tanks. And this year when we said, you know, let's go for $100,000 on Kickstarter, it was the ideas that I came up with and it was the product we had all worked on and it was separate. It was my baby. And when we, we went for $100,000 and on the first week, we were crossing the $100,000 mark. And I remember looking on my phone on my way to work and seeing that we crossed it. And I just had this feeling of like, ah. Oh, I can do it on my own and I am worthy and small little habits and the good, what's the word? Just taking those little steps every day in the right direction, you can get there and it will work. So for me, my proudest entrepreneurial moment was knowing that I was totally independent, but also totally valuable at the existing business. So that was my moment this year. Well, Shane, I'm glad that it was this year because I think it's going to flow really nicely into right now, into present times because, you know, the Kickstarter campaign, massive success, you know, everything that you've been doing, you know, seems to be turning to gold right now. So kind of talk to us about the one thing that just has you, Shane, most fired up today. So I've finally amassed enough experience, knowledge and network where I'm 
taking my businesses and my industries by the reins and I'm guiding it as an expert. So there comes a time in your industry where you are the expert. You, you know more than most of the people in your industry and you can step in and be the thought leader, which by the way is the person Google loves. If you write thought leader type content, it really excels your pages. But that's another story. But I'm in a place and I'm fired up because both my business, I'm becoming a thought leader. I'm leading the industry. I'm networking, networking with the big players and we're, we're shaping and creating and growing these bigger things, so much bigger than my company and bigger than me. So that's kind of what's igniting me right now is I realize that there's so much you can do as you become truly an expert with the stripes earned and everything. And let's kind of use this to talk about niching down a little bit, Shane, because, you know, so many entrepreneurs, they want to go after the big markets, you know, the massive multi-billion dollar industries, you know, for instance, like they'd want to like be creating a pool, you know, not like a floating tank, you know, made out of canvas. And, you know, because of that, you know, they can never become the thought leaders. They can never become the person who is the authority in that niche in that industry. So talk to us for a second, Shane, just kind of about what you've found really powerful by really niching down to something that number one, you're passionate about. Number two, you become very knowledgeable about. Number three, now Google loves you because you are that thought leader. Oh yeah. So I, this is funny because I feel like I'm the king of niches because People ask me what I, what I do, and I'm like, dude, I do tape and glue for wigs, and I make isolation float tanks. And they're like, what on earth are both of those? And I'm like, people need both of these things. So for me, it's like even when you think you have this tiny little shredded niche like a float tank or wig tape and glue, you're actually with the world nowadays, how many? Seven billion people. You're actually tuned in and tapped into this gigantic market. <laughs> I mean, we sell tanks almost every day, these flow tanks. And most people, when I walk around, haven't even heard of them. So yes, I absolutely agree. You need to just niche down and find those little pieces. I mean, when I built my float tank three years ago in my basement, it was even worse than not knowing about it. People just thought I was nuts. I'm like, so I'm building this thing. It's kind of like a coffin with water in my basement. It's for relaxing and stuff. And what I'm getting at is niche down because there is a big world out there and you can go so much farther and learn and be the expert in those small niches. I've never bought a domain before during an interview, but I just bought kingofniches.com. I just <laughs> want to say it. Dude, are you going to cut me in half? <laughs> <laughs> if it turns into a billion dollar company, Shane, I'll throw you a bone. How's that? Sweet. <laughs> so Shane, we're about to enter the lightning rounds, but before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you looking to grow your team, maximize your time, and start putting systems in place that will help you run your business most efficiently? I know firsthand that growing a team isn't easy, especially when everyone's seeking out the best candidates. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50 plus job sites, including Craigslist and social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. With an interface that's easy to use and that tracks all of your job posts and all of your candidates, you'll be growing your team in no time. Plus, it's easy to find your best candidates because ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight them for you. Try ZipRecruiter to find out why they've been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. 
How many times have we all tried to speak specifically and intelligently about a certain topic, but lack the proper lingo to do so? For example, telling your mechanic the thingy in the engine is broken probably isn't too helpful. It's the same when you're trying to communicate with designers about your project. The more specific you can be about your request, the better the chances are that they can meet or exceed your expectations quickly and without needless and costly revisions. 99designs makes this process easy. With a creative brief catered to entrepreneurs and small business owners, they set you up for a successful project. Best part is, projects start at just $199 and your happiness is always 100% guaranteed. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. And in honor of my birthday week, December 15th, 99designs is giving you an extra $30 off. All you have to do is launch your contest this week. That's 99designs.com slash fire. Shane, welcome to the lightning round, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds good. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah, well, the thing I would say that was holding me back from being a good entrepreneur, and I've said this so much, I'd almost hate to say it again, but it was really stepping out from behind the company. And I would just like to say, if you're addressing your customers as a company name, or a brand or a logo, you, in my opinion, are staying in your comfort zone. If you have, if you don't have pictures of, or pictures or stories of you on your site, I think you're hiding. If you don't dare to get on camera and speak directly to your customers, I think you're hiding. And I think you're staying in your comfort zone. And so for everyone listening, really, and I hate to beat a dead horse, but just get out of the comfort zone and be the face now. And it won't be easy for some, but it's going to get easier, I promise. So Shane, it's not being a dead horse. It's not being redundant. It's really building a theme of the interview that we're having right now. And you know, a lot of times people need to hear things more than once to really have it absorbed. And so you've made this the theme of Entrepreneur on Fire. I love that. And so let's keep running with that. And cool. on that note, what is the best advice that you've ever received? Cool. So this is actually my best advice came from uh, someone who's actually been on your program, Stephen Wozner. And he's been my mentor for a couple years now. But uh, he said, and it came at a time in my business when I was trying to wear all the hats and do all the work. So it's kind of the advanced stuff. But he said, you know, Shane, you're no longer the guy who's shooting the shots. You're no longer the guy making the passes. He says, you're the coach of the team. So you need to learn how to coach the shooters, coach the passers. And he recommended a book by John Wooden. I don't know if you guys know who that is. He's a famous college basketball coach. but UCLA. You got it. And he wrote a book. He's written a lot of books, but he wrote a book called A Game Plan for Life. And it was all about motivating and mentoring people because there is that time when you're at, in your business and you cannot do it and you should not do it all anymore. And I was at that point. And when he gave me that advice, it just, you know, when someone gives you advice and it just rings true, I knew it was time where I stepped up and I started delegating, empowering and building awesome people. And then you know, really, I've heard this quote, and I forget who it's by. It might be Zig, um, but it's you build great people and let those great people build your business. And that comes so true, especially when you get into business sizes around, you know, five, 10 people, you you have to be a person builder. Share one of your personal habits, Shane, that you believe contributes to your success. I'm just a time and efficiency junkie. So I schedule my life down to the 15 minutes, half hour every day, and people know the value of my time. I treat my time with a lot of value. And when people show up to meetings, they show up prepared. We get more done in a half an hour than most companies, I would say, get done in three hours of meetings. Because when you value your time and you know the value and you can actually 
dismiss someone if they're interrupting a time or if you can schedule things for later. Those things show the value of your time. People respect it, treat it that way, and you get more done. And I would say it's got to be one of the hardest things, habits I've had to learn, but it's just so valuable. Um, I learned my time management from Darren Hardy and Dan Kennedy. Are you familiar with them? I'm sure oh, you are. Oh, yeah, The Compound Effect. Okay, so yeah, that's <laughs> that's actually my favorite book. Yay! But anyway, uh, so should I explain what how I do some of my time management? Um, yeah, let's get into that. I think it's powerful. I think I can do it quick. But so here's the thing, that one of the big takeaways is let's say you want to make $100,000 this year. Keep it easy. You divide that up into your working hours. So say you work 40 hours a week and you times that by 52 weeks. Now you have about 2,000 hours. So you divide what you want to make, 100,000 bucks into the 2,000 hours. And you now realize that you have an hourly rate of about 50 bucks. So here's where this comes in really, really, really important. And this is if you're sitting there on emails doing customer service emails for your business when there's bigger, better stuff you should be doing and you can hire someone for 10, 15 an hour to do those emails, you need to be hiring, not doing the emails. Say you're a person that likes to balance the books of your business because you feel in control, but you could get someone to balance the basics for $15, $20 an hour. You need to be hiring that person. And I just feel like people really need to learn the value of their time, especially what they want to make, because there's more important things that entrepreneurs should be doing. And that's stuff like writing the content, coming up with big marketing ideas, um, you could meet with big potential customers. There's just big things you got to be doing. And if you don't know the value of your time, especially the value of the time, what you want to make, I think you're just missing out on so many opportunities in your business because you're sitting there running the races when really you should be guiding. You nailed it. I mean, Fire Nation, there's a great book out there called Virtual Freedom by Chris Ducker, where he talks about the power of VAs and how if you're doing a task that you can hire somebody to do five for five or $10 an hour, you are essentially saying that your own personal time is worth five or $10 an hour. So if you want to make $100,000 a year, that's a lot of hours you're going to have to work. So uh, I think it's time to bring some people into the ball game. And Shane, do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? Uh, yes. Yeah. So mine is, uh, you heard of Boomerang for Gmail? Use it every day. Awesome. So I don't know how familiar everyone is with Boomerang, but basically I work on my time and my schedule. That's one of my big things. So if I know, you know, I need to get this catalog started, this is actually happening right now, but if I need to get a catalog started in two weeks, but my creative department isn't ready right now, well, I can outline the whole email, what needs to get done, and then just boomerang it to be sent out in two weeks. So my job's done. It's checked off my to-do list. My creative team gets it in two weeks, and life goes on perfectly. So that's one of the first awesome uses for boomerang. The second one, sometimes I get in things. This probably happens to everyone. You get in an important email, and you're like, oh, man, I want to pursue that. But not right now. I have no time. I'll just boomerang that same email to pop back in my inbox in a few weeks, and bam, pops back in, and life goes on. It's just such a nice way to manage your email and get things done on your schedule on your time. And here's another thought behind Boomerang that I love is the email instant message trap that people get into. You know, you get an email, Shane, you know, maybe from somebody that, you know, is thanking you for a podcast or doing X, Y, and Z. Like you want to get back to them, but you don't want to get back to them right now because you know that that means that they're probably just going to be like, oh, well, Shane's on email right now. I'm going to email him right back. And yes. it's just email instant message stars. And so 
I always send messages. I just click, you know, I write the message right out, then I click send in two days. And it oh. is just gone. And that person's getting it in two days. So they know that, you know, their mindset is, okay, well, John didn't respond right away. So, you know, I'm not in an email chat with him. That's so smart. I hope everyone's doing that. And that goes with email or it goes with how you interact in the office. You need to train people the way you want to be treated and how you want to work on your schedule. If you're going to really run your business. It's so true. And it's all about your bandwidth. You only have so much bandwidth to put on. Like, I don't want to have on my to-do list, you know, like email Damon John in two weeks if he doesn't email me back from an email request. So if I email Damon John, I can actually email it with the little boomerang thing that says, if he doesn't respond in two weeks, email this back to me. And that's if he doesn't respond. I mean, it's an amazing tool for so many different ways. Oh, yeah. So you said your favorite book is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. So thank you for sharing that. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Shane, have you read Jeff Olson's The Slight Edge? No, let me write that down. Okay, so Darren Hardy's mentor was Jeff Olson. So the book, The Slight Edge, actually inspired the compound effects. Oh, I gotta read Yeah, you'll love it. And Shane, this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? First thing I would do, I would buy a website and I would start putting out great content to help people without any ulterior motives at first. But I just put out stuff like blogs, videos, audios, etc. I just put out all my knowledge and expertise, put out the best content I had. And in trade, all I would ask for is just some contact info, an email, a first name, whatever. And I would just start building that list, that pool of people that trust me, get that relationship going and just tend it. After I had the target of people... I would just probably start developing digital products, physical products, whatever kind of fit the people. And I would start just kind of pushing them off to the customer list. And, you know, by the time you built up the credibility with them and the trust, they're probably going to start purchasing from you because they like you. And once I had that income going, I would write a book because the book will put you as the thought leader, as the expert, and it would help generate more leads. And as your credibility grew, I feel like you could start coaching. Coaching's big. You could start group coaching, even if you got too big, where you can coach a bunch of people at once. Once I was doing the coaching and had the book, had the expertise, the site, I was a credible source. I'd probably just transition to getting paid for who I am and what I know instead of what I can do. Uh, probably venture into stuff like speaking, more books, joint ventures with other experts, stuff like that. So that's my chop down, easy version of how I would get something going fast. Well, Shane, let's end today literally on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. One of Darren Hardy's trainings in Miami, and it was like a few day intensive, but it was such a simple thing he said to me, but he says, whenever you run into a, just a gem of a book or a book that you know is just right on cue for you, he says, listen to it 20 times. He says, you're so much better you're better off listening to that one book 20 times instead of doing what most people do. And it's listening to 20 books one time and just ice skating through all their, all that knowledge. So that'd be my piece of advice. Is that kind of what you were looking for? Totally. Perfect. 
the way to get a hold of me, so I would say if you're interested in float tanks, you can go to floatathome.com and see what that float tank was, uh, what it is, excuse me. Uh, we are the Zen Float Company, and we're at zenfloatco.com. Uh, the family business, if you need wick tape or glue, which people do, <laughs> go to walkertapeco.com. We are quite the industry expert for that, and it is just such a fun family business. Uh, that's the best couple ways I can think of. Well, that's great stuff, Shane. And just uh, to end with a quote that I think you'll enjoy because it kind of goes with what Darren Hardy said to you or along that same theme of, you know, listen to a book, you know, that you um, really connected with 20 times, you know, instead of just listening, reading 20 books one time, you know, my, my man, Bruce Lee said, I fear not the man who has practiced 1,000 kicks once, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick. 1,000 times. (laughs) (laughs) In Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with Shane and myself today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com, type Shane in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up. And Shane, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, my friends, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Awesome. Thank you, John. Fire Nation, you love podcasts. How about creating a podcast of your own? My podcast, Free Podcast Course, is your one-stop shop to learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. I also share the biggest mistakes podcasters make during and after launch, as well as the three most important things every podcaster should know. Every episode is another step in your podcasting journey, and they are all awaiting you now. Simply search Free Podcast Course or or John Lee Dumas in your favorite podcast directory, subscribe and press play. Let's prepare to ignite. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. Ignite.